Social media doesn't have to be complicated or time-consuming or stressful. You don't have to let fear of messing up or other people slow you down. Instead, you can grow a thriving social media presence. One that benefits your business without taking your time, giving you stress, or leaving you overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Katie, and we are the founders and owners of Grace and Hope Co., a social media management company. We know how hard it can be to come up with ideas of what to post, to stay on top of all the different platforms, and still have time and energy for the rest of your business. So here on Simple Social Media Solutions, we will give you easy tips and strategies for organic social media growth that will impact your business without adding stress. Let's get started. Welcome to part three of our series on how to get started on social media as a small business. If you haven't listened to the other two parts yet, please make sure you do. Part one is an overview of all the key elements you need to succeed on every single social media platform. And then part two, we talked about Facebook. And if you're going to be on Instagram, you also have to have Facebook, even if you don't use it consistently because they're linked. So if you haven't listened, please go back and listen. And then let's get going and learn how to get started on Instagram as a small business. Here we go. So we talked about this last week, but if you are going to have an Instagram that is set up as a business account, then you are going to have to have a Facebook page because they are linked, they are connected. Um, You can use Business Suite to schedule things, which is really nice. Keep track of your analytics and all of that stuff, which we'll go more into later. But for right now, uh, just talking about you do have to have a Facebook page in order to have a business account on Instagram. So before you even get started on trying to set up your Instagram account, make sure you go back, check out the Facebook thing, make sure you have checked all the boxes on the Facebook. Now, for any platform you're on, these pieces are very important. You want a clear profile pic. Now, this should be of your face. Um, If it is your logo, then it needs to be a really recognizable, instantly connectable logo. We've done some testing and we know that if it's a picture of a person, you are far more likely to get follows and interactions than you are if it is just a picture of a logo. So keep that in mind when you pick your profile pic. Now you also want a very strong bio. You don't wanna focus on who you are. You wanna focus on who you serve so that if someone comes to your page um, or your handle, right? If they click on that, you want them to immediately connect with you. Now you can put who you are, that can be important, like I'm a business, but you also want to focus on what is it that you do? Who do you serve? Who should be following you? If you are just a service-based business, make sure you put in your bio who it is that you serve and how you help them. It's even better if you can also highlight one of your freebies and then point down to it to the link so that when people go to your profile. They see your profile pic. They're like, that person's a nice person. Oh, I like what they say in their bio. And look, they have a freebie. They will click on that link and it will take them where you want to go. Now, you can use this link in bio in a lot of different ways. My suggestion is always that you have it linked to another page where you can have lots of buttons. Now, the reason for that is because if you just have one place that it goes, you're going to have to change it all the time. 
You're going to have to change it based on what you're sharing. You're going to have to change it based on where you want people to go. Whereas if you have that link going to either a page on your website that's set up with different buttons or you have it going to one of the free ones, which is like Linktree, I think you can search free link in bio, then it will make sure that every time someone clicks on that, they can find all of your freebies. They can find applications to work for you. They can find your portfolio. They can find your website. Whatever it is that they might be working, looking for, they can find it there. So every single platform, those keys are super important and you wanna think through what is my ideal client's process as they click onto my profile. Working our way down your profile, from your profile picture, to your, from your bio, to your link, the next thing in the line is highlights. And highlights are supposed to be important things. So it might be who we are, what we sell, uh, sales currently, products, um, how we make things, all these little different highlights. But one thing that most people get wrong is they create it into this giant collection. And so instead of clicking on the highlights and getting a quick like two to three, maybe up to five little story highlights, they end up getting this massive collection of thousands of highlights from their stories, which is overwhelming for anyone who goes on there. So instead of doing that, think about taking it and using it for three to five stories that explain the exact topic that that highlight is supposed to be about. That way people are actually gaining information from those highlights versus just getting overwhelmed or really not getting the answer they were looking for in the first place. Now, Instagram is kind of all about the way things look. So again, we're working our way down. You've got your profile picture, your bio, your link in bio, your highlights, and then you have your grid, which is where the majority of your content shows up. If you look right under your highlights, you'll see that there are usually three to four options of stuff that you have posted, right? It's gonna be your grid, it's gonna be your reels, it's gonna be your guides if you have those, or your store. And then usually things that you've been tagged in. So those are the things that you want to think about. But for the most part, people are going to look at your grid. So Instagram is known as an aesthetic place. I don't think you necessarily need to have a perfectly formed grid to be successful, but it's important to think about. Am I posting photos that are just stagnant? Am I posting reels? Am I posting carousels? Am I posting video? From our experience with clients and with ourselves, here's what we've seen. If you post a photo, your followers and your loyal fans will see those. It will not have outer reach. So think of your photos as nurturing your already warm audience, right? Maybe you highlight a sale in that photo. Maybe you share something that happened in your personal life. Maybe you share a quote that you really love, right? Carousels have the next lowest reach, right? They have a little bit better reach than photos because people will scroll through, right? They want to see all the different pieces. Carousels are great because you can turn a blog post into a carousel. You can turn a video into a carousel. It's just several photos linked together. You'll see some more discovery page views from those, but not a whole lot. Reels and video are where you're going to see the most reach, reels specifically. Because Instagram is trying to keep up with TikTok, they are pushing reels to more people. So you will get more views on your reels. You wanna make sure that your reels are always in your grid though, because they do perform better if they are in the grid versus not in the grid, which is something that you get to select when you go to post them. 
So think about when you think about the rules for how to succeed on Instagram. You're going to want to post three to five times a day. One of those should be a photo, two of those should be a reel, maybe do one to two carousels a week. But think about it like that. That's a lot of content to be creating. You can also go live on Instagram. That's a lot of content to be creating to keep up with it. So think about ways that you can repurpose and use that platform to your best ability. And then if you have a store, you're going to do even better. So thinking about that is one of the things you can do in order to kind of help yourself is you can actually schedule out the content. You can use anything from Business Suite, which is specifically for Facebook and Instagram, or you can go out and find other ones. We really like Metricool, which allows you to schedule out things. Reels are not schedulable, but you can schedule them to come to you and then you can post them which is nice because then it just sends you a friendly reminder to post it and you don't have to worry about it as much. However, you can't schedule them out yet. We're really hoping that at some point they get it all worked out and that is no longer true, but right now you can't schedule them. The other question that really happens a lot around Instagram is the whole hashtag thing. So if you listen to Adam Masseri at all, you will be incredibly confused when it comes to hashtags. (laughs) The truth is hashtags will help you and work alongside of you, but they will not make or break your platform. So we suggest looking for niche down hashtags between six and seven figures of views that are really, really specific to your content and your ideal audience. Don't do generalized large hashtags, and we suggest using somewhere between 10 and 20. This seems to be the sweet spot for us. You don't need more than that. If you use less than that, it's really not a big deal, but focus on hashtags that will help people discover you And they will discover you if you focus on a little bit more specific than big general ideas. Yeah, one of the things I always like to consider when it comes to hashtags is I do uh, what is the post about hashtags, who is my ideal client hashtags, and maybe one of who I am, but that's not who I want coming towards me. So I might only throw in one of those kind of hashtags. But those are kind of what I'm thinking when I think about hashtags. The next thing we want to consider is that Instagram really is now pushing ads. So that could be something you want to consider when advertising your small business is putting an ad up on Instagram. Um, We push for organic growth, but we also know that Instagram is starting to really push their ads. So is Facebook. So is TikTok. All these companies. So it is something you can consider when you're trying to grow your business. The other thing you can consider is they love when you go live and they love when you use their shop. And so if you have a physical product, go ahead and use their shop. Make sure that you're utilizing all these different things that they are giving you. And if you don't have a shop, maybe consider going live as another way of um, really supporting your Instagram page. Basically, the same thing is true of what we said at Facebook, right? No matter what <laughs> features are available on a social media platform, if you use the ones that they that are new and that they're promoting, you will grow. So focus on those right now. They are focusing on shops and ads. Um, both of those are things that might help you. Now, when you think about Instagram as a whole, focus on aesthetic. Who is it that you are drawing in? Who's your ideal client? Focus on what they want to see and how they're going to connect with you that way. 
Now, as we're going through all this, don't forget to listen to part one. It will give you the five keys you need to get started on social media as a small business. Don't forget to follow so that you don't miss any part of this series. And if you share on any social media platform, make sure you tag us. We'll see you next time. 